G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens off the back of Magic Round. What a cracking weekend it was. Brought to you today by Blue Wealth Property, our major sponsor. Some of the very best in the business. They make investing in property easy for you. And I have got my co-host, my 5'8", my drinking buddy, my strange little bedfellow from the weekend, Timmy Williams. Yeah, welcome yeah. back. Shared a room, mate. How good? You mean Matey the water boy? Yeah. It's very nice. That bathroom copped it. Yeah, didn't it? Just got to wake up, have some nice yarns in the morning, a little bit dusty and that, but uh, crack of a weekend. You recovered yet? No. No, not at all. But I, uh, fuck, I enjoyed myself. Probably the biggest weekend I've had in quite some yeah. time. The Bloke in the Bar podcast on Monday, and there's a couple of comments coming out of it saying, you know, me and Matty could hear it in our voice that we were you know, still recovering, still battling, but I'm like, we're the guru, flat as a tack. I'm like, give him some stick. <laughs> yeah, give him some stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, never gets, he never gets anything. <laughs> no, but we had a uh, we had a fantastic time. And, mate, mm. speaking of Blue Wealth Property, I've got a couple of things coming up over the next uh, couple of weeks. They do, mate. So they've got Wealth Through po- Property event. Uh, so there's one in Sydney. It's actually tonight in Penshurst, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. So live in the St. George area. Uh, that is the 10th of May. Queenslanders. 16th of May in East Brisbane. There is a also well through property event, 6.30 to 8.30. Uh, and on the 17th of May on the Gold Coast from Southport, same time, 6.30 to 8.30. So jump in, check those out. There will be a link in the YouTube description to go through to that. You can also watch them remotely. Uh, yeah, stack of playbook, uh, playbook close. Beers and Breakhams listeners have been jumping into those. So, and jumping in really good feedback. So if, uh, if it's relevant to you, have a crack. Mate, I don't think there's a Blue Wealth Property webinar good enough for me to go back to Brisbane anytime soon. Yeah. I am, uh, I'm banning myself from Brisbane for a little bit. Yeah, one of the great weekends of the year, but need a spell. Now, mate, we obviously got to meet a lot of uh, Supercoach players whilst we were uh, away on the weekend. Uh, and you had one special encounter, which <coughs> I fucking love. This is some of the best oh. form I've ever heard. Take it away. Yeah, a fella comes up to me, he's just holding an A4 piece of paper, kind of screaming across the crowd. <laughs> I'm like, what? Timmy, Timmy. I'm like, what's this? Anyway, he knocked me off in a head-to-head league on the weekend by two points. It must have been the week before. No, no, on the weekend. Yeah, by two points. And he printed it off on an A4 document, like with our team lineups, the scores and everything. He goes, mate, text us, sign it. I'm like, oh, well played, sir. Well played. How good's yeah, that? Yeah. It was unreal. Shout out to everyone uh, that we met at the Caxton, at the footy and everything. Uh, fuck, we had a good time. We had yeah. an unreal time. Start making prep for plans for next year. Yeah. And, mate, you, you would have thought that Tyrell Sloan was my child, the, the amount of stick I got about him. It was <laughs> oh, incredible. <laughs> I couldn't believe you? it. Yeah. I didn't even mention that I'd fucking done it on the show two weeks ago. And this week, oh, good God. Yeah, the amount Deservingly. Of time, the amount of times I brought that up and like a fine wine, the joke just got better with age. <laughs> <laughs> and any time there are beers and Brahims this is around us, they just jumped up. Yeah, guru, you got Sloan. <laughs> I like the best thing about the Sloan tape was he was the most traded in player that week. So like half of Supercoach did it. Yeah, yeah. It's like you br- like you brought him as a one percent Superpod or something. I think I, I think it's I, I just think because of the way I've talked shit about him for so fucking yeah, long yeah. and then ignored all my advice <laughs> and he did exactly what I've been saying he'll do for two years. He's an 18-point merchant. Oh. 20 into 18, or 18 and 20. Fucking nightmare. Two on the trot. Absolute nightmare. Uh, so, yeah, guys, thank you for a fantastic weekend. I was um, I was having a, a I was going to say, a, a, a drunken beer, obviously. We're Sterling <laughs> talking about how we should do a um, Supercoach Live show up there one year. That'd be unreal if we get all the Supercoach players to come to the Caxton for a live show. That could be Supercoach. great to light it up next Mate, year. Mate, I hey. would fucking love it. 
Yeah. I would love it. Could have the ultimate round 13 planning session. The yeah. car park at the Caxton. True. The maybe, the, uh, maybe the Thursday afternoon or something. Whew. Could definitely make that work. Yeah, yeah. good. Uh, and shout out to Sterling from the Caxton. Um, I Growing up, I'd heard so many stories about the Caxton to me and just thought, it can't be this good. Mm. It was so much better. It was incredible. I was saying, mate, like... I'd been to the CACO once or twice before for a few beers here and there, but <clears throat> all the hype around it and Magic Round in general, it like exceeded expectations comfortably. CACO, one of the great pubs. Sterling, legend. So, as I said, I'll be recovering from the weekend for a while, but I also am already so excited for next year. So keen for next year. It's not even funny. Um, all right, this week, mate, I scored 1,180. Wasn't overly stoked for it. Saw a green arrow, 240 spots. We'll take it. I'm not solely blaming Tyrell Sloan. <laughs> but if someone had to cop the responsibility, it's probably Tyrell. If How'd there, you go? If there was a scapegoat, his yeah. name would be Tyrell. Put it this way. He's not showing up to trading on Monday. <laughs> How'd you go? Uh, good. The Stales, 1,291. Makes me so, sick. So, yeah, we're uh, on the charge. Ranked. I feel like every two weeks I wrangle you in by 10 or 15 points and I get in my head, you know, tortoise and hare, I'm calming up. But then every second week you just blow me out of the fucking water, you prick. Yeah, so up to 4,200 overall. So getting there. 4,200, are you? Yeah. Yeah, wow, okay. I'm sitting at about, I'm just inside 16,000. So, mm. uh, but, and we'll talk about it soon, but, mate, I arrived to Magic Round Friday afternoon, walked into our hotel room, you're already on the bed and... Mate, I thought, you know, something had happened to your family the way you were stressing. And I said, is everything okay? And you went, I just don't know whether I trade Alex Johnson in or not. Mm. And I thought, fuck off. Leave me alone, you prick. <laughs> not only did you dominate this week, you didn't even make any trades. I didn't make any trades, yeah. How good. I sat there stressing all afternoon, Friday, ending to Saturday. No, it was all Friday, wasn't it? All Friday, I ran through every scenario possible. The only trade that I wanted to make was Christian Welch to Big Red, Corey Horsburgh, and I was a cat, one grand short of that. I looked at all the options to make up that extra grand, and I just didn't like any of them, so I just went, screw it. I was like, beers are waiting. I slammed the laptop shut and said, I'm not trading. On Friday afternoon, there was a question you asked me in the hotel room, and I remember thinking, fuck, that's how deep he is, that question, but I can't remember for the fucking life of me what it was. I... On that Friday afternoon, and time was just ticking down, we did a little bit of a sort of uh, beers and break even to catch up, Friday Arvo at the CACO, and I was like, need to make my trades, need to make my trades. I'd been looking all week, obviously. I went through the idea of I was selling Val at one point, then I'm like, no, the two draw weeks coming up, amazing, so hold him. I was like, I'll sell Bizzard because he's got to go before Origin. So, like, mm, no, I like his matchup this week. Hold him. I I considered everything, mm. and then it just dawned on me like, I don't like anything. Hold. Yeah. Happy days. Keep it simple, stupid. Love it. <laughs> um, all right. Our weekly score this week in our group. To me, we've got three of the top 10 and we've got about 31 of the top 100 in our group at the moment. So the cream is starting to rise of the top 20. We've got seven as well. So uh, we're doing very, very well there in our group. Still leading is X overall, but people have wrangled him in a little bit this week. So it is a little bit closer now. Uh, and our as far as our Biz and Breakevens group, top scorer this week was George. His team is the Goose Steppers. Obviously a bloke and a bar fan there. 
1468. Oh. Huge knock there. Massive. So, George, if you're watching, which I assume you are, and if you're not, you probably won't be getting number one ever again. Make sure you reach out <laughs> to beersandbreakevens at gmail.com. I will be sending out all of those footballs this afternoon. Uh, George, you, I'll obviously send yours out next week. But all the ones over the last few weeks, they'll be coming to you in the next week or so. I can guarantee it. Weddings, fucking country tours, magic round, all done now. Back to normality. I've loved it, but fuck, I'm excited, Timmy. I want to see my family in it, sometime it, soon. It feels like it's... Uh, we've got third, haven't it? Yep. And, and like, just as we say that, Origin's about to kick off. Supercoach buy-up here, which means an extra, like, if possible, four hours invested a week <laughs> into trades. But... I reckon we're good. we're good. I'm just looking forward to sleeping in my bed seven nights. Anyway. <laughs> it's going to be fucking unreal. So, yeah, George, reach out, brother. Uh, BeersandBreakEvens at gmail.com. All right. We rip and tear into team list, mate. Let's do it, mate. All right. Thursday night, we've got the Melbourne Storm taking on the Brisbane Broncos. That's at 7.50 p.m. from Amy Park. Uh, for me, to me, no real changes here. Nothing overly super coach relevant to both sides. Is there anything you want to talk about in this game? Uh, not a lot there, mate. The one I will, just so we've got a, a talking point from it, that, that caught my eye a little bit, and again, not overly relevant this week, so I don't need to spend too much time on it, but firstly, and we'll refer to it throughout the the potty today, but you've picked your origin sides. Yeah. Potty's live on that. It is live on that. So, like, there are so many questions about so many super coach prospects, and do they sneak in? Tommy Flegler, who played game three last year, I believe it was, he's 378k. Obviously available front row forward. Three last three weeks, he's got his minutes for the first time this season up to fifty per game. Plays thirteen. Payne Haas, Pat Carrigan, probably Kate Will, all these blokes going around that period. You wouldn't buy him yet, but he's very cheap for a bloke who we know can score well and I think he picks up a lot of the load over that origin period. Yeah, I'm pretty confident he doesn't play origin. Mm. Um I actually don't think Kate Will's gonna be on the side. He's Ooh. an interesting one. He's a very interesting Will the Queensland Maroons do their normal thing and stick with him, or do you pick Fafita? Yeah, or do you pick the better footballer? Yeah. yeah I, but, I, I, I mean, Kirk Abel has proven time and time I again, know. to his credit, he's an origin player. Isn't it a great test of the yeah. Maroons? Coming off a series win, Capel has performed at that level, is not having... I mean, the Broncos are top of the table, so don't be too critical, but he's having an okay season. Yeah. And you've got David Fafita, who is just knocking the door down. Do they stick with their guns? Do they stick with And you know what annoys me the most? Yeah. It's a great test of Queenslanders. Whichever way they go, I don't think it'll be the wrong decision. Yeah. That's the fucking nightmare thing. I hate those bastards anyway. Yeah. I hate how much of a good time I have with them on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. I hate how much I love the Caxton. Punishing. Absolutely punishing. Um, yeah, so if you want to have a listen to my New South Wales and Queensland sides available on my podcast now, I think my theme of both those teams, Timmy, is that Queensland... You're picking who's not going to make the team. Mm. New South Wales, you're picking who's going to make the team. So That's Queensland it. in a very good position That's at the moment. That's a terrible sign for us. Yeah, not great. Um, okay, Friday, mm. we got the Doggies taking on the Waz, 6 p.m. from a core stadium for the Bulldogs. Josh Adokar back in the side. He was on my flight home the other day. I actually thought to myself, fuck, he's moving pretty well. Didn't expect him to be named this week. <laughs> but I think Josh Adokar is sending a message to Freddie going, hey, I'm ready. I'm available. Moving pretty well down the aisle of flight. Down the aisle, grabbing a few peanuts. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to tackle him. No, no <laughs> bueno. Uh, for the New Zealand Warriors, a little bit more to talk about here. Jackson Ford, obviously out. HIA, Ed Cossey out for a couple of weeks. Volkman moves to six. Montoya goes to the wing. Rocco Berry comes in after scoring two tries in cup last week. Joshy Curran moves to the edge. Dylan Walker moves back to jersey 14. Uh, and it should be noted as well, it looks like the Jazz will be out for another six weeks. Mm. 
But more importantly, uh, Lukey Metcalf, not in the extended side. He has been named in New South Wales Cup. So keep an eye on Luke Metcalf over the next few weeks to return to that side. I think that once he's got a bit of match fitness under his belt, he will be the 5'8". But then to Murray Martin returns. So it'd be great if we can get a Luke Metcalf month, supercoach-wise, where we can maybe grab a bit of cash there. Be unreal. It would. So he's only, just double-checking now, but, yeah, he's only available at 5'8". It's a bit That's frustrating. Yeah. So like I'm running Dill Brown, who's obviously not going anywhere, and Phoenix Crossland, who with Kurt Mann out, his minutes will hopefully uh, hopefully have that big minute hooker roll now this starting. And so I'm like, here was another one I thought of flipping last week, and I went, Mann's out. He probably starts next week, plays 13. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be if he does come in Metcalf at that price with his upside, yeah, it might be an awkward one trying to sneak him in. It is the other thing as well to consider that. Uh, I believe what I've been told is that there's a very good chance that once Tomate Martin is fit, he will play 5'8". There's a good chance that they could run with <coughs> Dill Walker on the bench and Luke Metcalf. So Walker obviously using him middle. as a middle forward, but then Luke Metcalf as their sort of mm. utility. So uh, one, that could mean Luke Metcalf is the biggest AE pain in the ass of all time. Two, I wonder if that impacts Torhu Harris. Yeah, well, I mean, I would imagine the Warriors... They don't normally... I mean, they. the utility they carry on the bench <coughs> is Dylan Walker, who can yep. cover the back line. But obviously, they want to utilise him as a middle forward. So if there's utility back on the bench, I would have thought that would be good for Torrey Harris. Might be, but like, where, where are you going to fit those guys in, though? Like, I, I don't think they're going to just leave Metcalf sitting on the bench in mm. case there's an injury in the backs. Yeah, I, I think if you've got Dill Walker, you don't <laughs> pick Luke Metcalf as well, unless you're going to use him. So, and it might not be. We know that Tori Harris is an absolute weapon. Just something to keep in mind that I yeah. think is worth watching. Yeah. Because we haven't seen Tori Harris and Dylan Walker as 13 and 14, how it works for a couple of weeks now. And oh. Tori is carrying so many fucking injuries. He's too tough for his own good at the end of the day. I would love to see the Warriors with their best starting 17 with no injuries during the game to find out what their ideal rotation is. Yeah. Because it hasn't happened this year, I don't think. No. So I'm like, Torhu keeps playing big minutes, but then occasionally he'll play less, and Josh Curran will get a few here, and then Fanua Blake gets extra minutes. Like, Fanua Blake's a massive one in terms of... He's getting increased minutes. A, good on him. He's, he's a legend and can do it. Like, it's such a credit to the tank that he's got. But he's played bigger minutes because they keep losing forwards during the game. Yep. So I'm like, I, I just wonder what, he, what they all are going forward in a perfect world. But it also says that, you know, in the current game, Venerel, with concussions and injuries and all sorts of things, they're probably going to keep happening and their Webster's willing to go straight to AFB and talk to them and go, anyone goes down, boys, you're playing 80 or 70 or whatever is that week, so. I don't reckon he even tells them over the radio. I think they just know. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, APM... Really looking forward to this one. Penrith Panthers versus the Roosters. For the Penny Panthers, no real changes, but it should be noted, Liam Martin on the extended bench... I was under the impression Liam Martin was going to be out for a little bit longer. So this is another one similar to Fox. I reckon there's a good chance that he's coming back to say, hey, Freddie, I'm available. And fuck, I hope Liam Martin is available. Jeez, we need him. I still think people sleep on Liam Martin and just how fucking mm. good he is. And it doesn't show up in stats, but it's the little one percenters that Liam yeah. Martin does that just separates him from the rest. Uh, for the Sydney Roosters, Egan obviously out with a HIA this week. So Angus Crichton jumps onto that edge. Is that the end of Egan Butcher as a starting edge, you reckon? I think so. Yep. I really do. Like, like Angus Crichton, <coughs> an edge player, he's got a handful of games under his belt now. Came on late, scored a really nice try last weekend. Uh, I think so. I think Egan, who's, to his credit, 
he's improved his defence on the edge a little bit the last few weeks, but we both have said time and time again, we think he's a better middle forward yep. and great impact off the bench. So I think Crichton's a starting edge now and one to monitor. Outside Angus Crichton will be Billy Smith. He obviously played there last mm. week. A CTW that we'll be keeping a very close eye on over the next few weeks. 45 in base last weekend. Mm. Obviously wet conditions and whatnot. Billy Smith, he's always been a strike centre. It's just injuries standing in his way. So fingers crossed he can get a good run. Fletcher Baker, he also comes under the extended. Rumours getting around that Fletcher Baker might be heading to the Brisbane Broncos next year to replace... Um, Flegler, who's going to right. Gold Coast. So, a little interesting one to watch there. Sam Walker on the extended. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Sam Walker come in, Joey Manu to right centre. And I think Suwali, do you think it's time to go back to the sting or what? Mate, I, and I say this quite confidently, Suwali to the sting, <coughs> Sam Walker to 5'8", Joey Manu to centre, there's no super coach bias here. I'd, like I've got Joey Manu, who's better at 5'8". Well, there probably is, actually, because I've got Teddy, and I think he stunts Teddy. But, yeah, Manu Senna, Suleti Wing, Billy Smith back, looked good last week. And I just think Sammy Walker is too good to be playing reserve grade. So I understand the experiment. They had a crack at it. But I think their attack has looked so stunted the last few weeks, and that's what I've been doing. I saw, I saw online you copping a bit of stick for your comments about Manu um, holding James Tedesco back. I'm going to jump in the same fucking ship as you every day of the week. It, it's evident. Watch the fucking games. You see how frustrating Teddy's getting out mm. the back. If he doesn't get the ball, he gets shit service. Because Manu, it's not natural to him. Every time it goes to Manu in those, like where he's playing that 5-8 role and the sweeping back line, it gets to him. He looks up and goes, he just doesn't feel comfortable passing. You can see it. He dummies and goes himself. Or as you said, when he does, it'll just be like, catch, pass, and Teddy gets it and they all slide off him. So... We all know that the sign, the job of a good half, especially with those sweeping plays, is go to the line, play deep into it as you can. Kiri does it amazingly well. Tying the defenders, then you hit him out the back. Yep. So, like, he's not getting that either. It's absolutely stunting him. There was one that he did on the weekend where he was coming down the right <laughs> edge and he tried to hit Teddy out the back and he just... He was three metres away from the line. His second rower hadn't arrived at his assignment yet, and he passed it flat-footed behind Teddy. You could just It was that exact play that I just went, yeah. he is so far out of his comfort zone here. Yeah. And fair, he's not a 5'8". Exactly. Eight. Never like, going to be a 5'8". It's almost like he's a centre playing at 5'8". Wild. Yeah. Um, all right, Super Saturday, we've got the Bunnies and the Tigers, 3pm from a core stadium. The Bunnies, no big changes there for the Tigs. Uh, you got Johnny Bateman. He returns. Great for the Tigers to get the, that win last week without John Bateman. Incredible stuff. Anything to touch on... <laughs> We've got a certain Tigers fullback, which we'll talk about in the questions. Cool. There anything else to uh, touch on here? Yeah, certain Tigers fullback's going to be giving me nightmares until Thursday night. Have the Roosters signed him yet or what? <laughs> oh, he's got some game. Uh, those clubs, not really, mate. No, pretty pretty straightforward. 5.30, got the Cowboys taking on the St. George. Illawarra Dragons coming here from North Queensland for the Cowboys. Nothing doing for the Dragons. Uh, just reading their team list. Hunt obviously <coughs> named in the seven. Mozambique nine. Bud Sullivan in the 14. Bud Sullivan looked tremendous last week. Um, they obviously still lost that game to the Tigers. Hooks, jobs on the line. I Anything could happen here when the Dragons run out. I know Hooks, jobs on the line. Surely to God, Bud Sullivan starts at halfback. They experimented with it for one week. I know they got done by the Tigs. Sullivan was their best player. Yep. Shocking stuff, right? Like, <laughs> please to God run out as per last week. Yeah. I almost don't want to give it attention. Yeah. 
let me, let him, let any of you pick the team, and you'll have Bud Sullivan in the halves. But anyway, Raiders v Cowboys, 7.35 in the nation's capital, the place you want to be. The Raiders, Hopawade back in. Xavier Savage out. Um... How do you see this playing out over the next few weeks? I've obviously won, what is it, four <laughs> on the trot? I yep. should know you said it a thousand times <laughs> on the weekend. Um, is Seb Chris the fullback in Canberra? Indefinitely, yeah, for mm. sure. Interesting. Why, why change winning thing? It's I I'm confident sorry, I'm pretty confident he's not our long term fullback. He's much better at centre or, or wing. I actually after like him as a centre in the past, because we've seen like his yardage has been really good this year, he's really strong ball carrier, good under the high ball. I'm thinking, you know what? Good winger, big body. So, but as it stands, like, four on the trot, why change? Yep. We started the year like Bustards. Uh, so Sebi Chris, yeah, I think he'll stay there. I think Hopawade and, and Xavier will sort of fight for that wing spot. And same with Jared Croker, he's four, four from four in the top grade. You're not moving that, are you? No. I thought it was interesting, Hopawade obviously took last week's game off, going to a wedding. Can you imagine the amount of weddings the Hopawados would go to? It's one of the biggest families of all time. You might never see him again. Possibly, possibly the biggest family of They'd all time. They'd have a wedding every second weekend, the Hopawados. But, fuck, isn't that a credit to him? Like, I remember when I started my Supercoach page in 2018, and I was talking about Hopawade that preseason. Yeah. And it's taken him so long. But for him to... a prodigy. Mate, fucking prodigy. For him to take a week off for a wedding and then walk straight back into that side to replace the guy that was meant to be the future at fullback... Incredible stuff. Yeah. Full credit to him, Hopper. Uh, the other one I just want to note is Jersey 22, uh, Puru, who came from the mm. Penrith Panthers. I really like this kid, and I reckon that if you hit a poor run of form when you lose five games, which seems impossible at the moment, I reckon this kid could come in and do a really good job. We've met, I've mentioned a few times on the Bloke show on Monday that you have signed a number of young guys, so I think over the next few years we'll do very well. He's one of them. It's good, uh, good reserves, isn't it? Yep. Savage, Harley Smith-Shield, Tarira Naira, Trey Mooney and Puru. Unreal. So de- depth hasn't been an issue for a long and time. And there's more younger guys to come <laughs> as well. Yeah. So Raiders, as much as it's all a bit of a shit fight with Jackie Boy and whatnot, there are young guys there that will come through and do well. For the Parramatta Eels, Mitchie Moses out. Jakey Arthur in. Do not love this for Dill Brown. We've seen Dill Brown before play mm. with Jake Arthur. It hasn't been great. But Clint Gutherson will goal kick, so... Take a little, give a little for me. Yeah, so what we saw was a couple of games last year that Moses didn't play and Arthur came in and Arthur sort of ran the show. Unbelievably ran the show. Annoyingly ran. And that's what you want a young halfback to do when you come in. Mm. But fuck, I really hope that now Dill Brown is mature and confident enough to go, this is my team. Mm. Get the fuck out of the way. Arthur, get us around the park. When I want the ball, give it to me. Yeah. And Brown will want it often. So, yeah. Brown's got to want it often, though. That's that's my worry. I think worry. he will. He looks yeah. like he's got a hunger in his eyes I at hope the moment. So. Even on the weekend, we saw Moses go off with 10 to go, swept to the right side, cut through, set up a try within about two minutes. But there was no other choice there. Yeah, That's yeah, my yeah. only worry. And, and if, if he wouldn't have gone quiet last year with Arthur, I'd be going, how good's this for yeah, Bill Brown? Perfect. This is unreal. So hopefully he's at that point in his <coughs> career now. Isn't it wild this point in his career? What is he still, 23, yeah. 24 years old? Freak Dill Brown. So yeah. fingers crossed, keep an eye on that situation. Um, Ryan Madison's the other one. Obviously, he came off the bench last week. 78 points. Oh. He's a freak, matter. Fucking freak. Yeah. We'll get to... Uh, don't even look at him, Freddie. Don't yeah. e- Don't you even fucking look yeah. at him. We'll get to that uh, the minutes breakdown shortly of the Eels because very significant. 
Sunday afternoon footy. We had three games last week. We returned to two this week. Got the Newcastle Knights taking on the Gold Coast Titans from 2 p.m. up there at Newcastle. For the Knights, Kurt Mann uh, out of this side. Uh, obviously, they didn't play last week for the because of the bye. Adam Elliott back in the Hogstar. How good? Yeah. And round 13 coverage. So, yeah. was he? 564K, break even 88. <clears throat> Only played the one game this season. Could get a nice little, could get him early 500s for round 13. I reckon you'll get him below that. Yeah. Mate, yeah. As you know, he's had, what is it, eight weeks off now with this groin injury. So, I just don't think they're going to rush him back into huge minutes straight away. So, yeah, I'm very, very keen to get a cheap Adam Elliott in over the next few weeks. Not bad for the draft team either. Thanks for coming. <laughs> uh, Gold Coast Titans coming off uh, two good wins on the trot. Uh, Jaden Campbell re-signed this morning too. So congratulations to JC. Um, nothing here to touch on with the Titans. You got anything? No, they're, they're firing the Titans and I think no, no real changes, so good luck to them. Uh, Manly v Sharks, 4pm at <coughs> Brookvale Oval. Uh, Josh Schuster, he's been named on the extended, as has Morgan Harper. Josh Schuster's the one that we're watching. But to be honest with you, even if he comes in, I wouldn't even consider a world where I play Josh Schuster or anything. But I would love to see him play some rugby league football. But yeah, I've gotten to the point, obviously from a pure, purely super coach perspective, that I don't... My hopes of him making 300k for us and being this gun cheapy, I don't even care. I'm just like, just play around 13 and get me 30 points in. We can part ways happily. Be stoked with 30 like, points. I just need you to get me 30 points in round 13. Good God, I'd be stoked with 30 yeah. points in round 13. That'd be great. Uh, Sharkies, nothing doing. Their stack side stays as it is. Anything on the Sharkies? No. And I guess with Manly as well, we'll be watching the fitness of one Tom Travoyevich very, very closely. My read from Magic Round, watching him live, even just getting around the field and whatnot, not looking great to me. Yeah, he's... <laughs> to be fair, they got belted Manly. Tommy didn't look great, still scored like 80. Yeah. Oh. There was a moment there where Manly, they had to do a force drop out and he tapped the ball dead like in the corner post and then he had to walk back under the... And it was just in front of us. Mm. Fuck, it looked like me walking hung over the next morning. <laughs> it looked awful. So we'll be keeping a close eye on Tommy there. Uh, qu- my- qu- question. For, yep. uh, sorry, not a question. Just on the bottom of the team list on NRL.com. And it's got a brown video posted 14 minutes ago. Quote, I will have to do a bit more. Thank fuck. You would hope so, but I'm convinced. Yeah. <laughs> We've both got him, eh? Dilbert. We do. Yeah, we do. Okay, fingers crossed. Yeah, I got him um, the week he got the first of his two tons. You got him the week after. Sorry, I was too busy getting Gutho. We should have scored an eight. <laughs> and it's goal kicking this week. Um, one of my two great fullback trades over the last month. Um, <laughs> all right. You got a deep dive for us, T-Rex? <clears throat> yeah. Why. So it was about um, what we touched on earlier, mate, and it was just not forcing trades. I think... It's so easy to get caught up in, in like how much fun making trades is and getting new bikes into your team, particularly if they're pods. But it sort of ties back to where I was at on the weekend with having 8 million different trade options that I considered. And I just sat there and went, why am I doing this? I'm like, I don't like any of them. There are red flags around every single one of them. So I went, don't trade. All of a sudden, and like... It helped that I was really happy with my 17 for that week. A lot of my, particularly CT dubs, spine players, had really good matchups. And it was just like, you burn a trade that you don't want to make, and then you've got some plotter stuck in your team. Or you run the week, hopefully score well anyway. Even if you don't score that great, two trades up the sleeve for the rest of the season. So, like, it'll come in so valuable. And 
just sit there and if you're agonising, agonising, agonising over your trades, which we all do every week, but you go, oh, I don't really like this, I don't really like that, just don't trade. It's as simple as that. Yep. And you certainly made the right call on the weekend. Yeah. That's it. I wish I would have talked you into some of the bullshit you were throwing out. There was a fair bit there, right. wasn't there? There was a lot, yeah. It was just my head, but out loud. <laughs> it was unreal. Um, all right. Stats deep dive. You've got a, top, a couple of guys you want to touch on here. The first one is the strike center out of the Canberra Raiders, Matty Timoko. I love this fucker. Yeah. He's mad. Yeah. I thought I was his biggest fan, but it's definitely you. Uh, I've got this. This is a great one. So there are obviously a lot of questions around Timoko last week, and I was sort of saying, I love him as a player. He's a star, but I don't like. I don't really like Raiders outside backs, Croker being an exception, being a cheapie. But the core was that I don't think any of the outside backs have great ceilings. <coughs> anyway, Timiko last weekend, as we know, we were at the game, was sensational. Knocked out 119. It was the first ton of his career the week after. I'm like, no ceiling. No ceiling. So yeah. people are messaging me like, so no ceiling, eh? I'm like, oh... <laughs> First ton of his career. And on him as a buy going forward, to be fair, I didn't say he was a bad buy. I said, I want to chase CTWs with higher ceilings. He has one score. He, I was, yeah, it must have been... Yeah, before last week, he had one score in his career over 90 points. Yeah. And I think it was like a 95 in about round two or three. So had that and then a cut in 119. So... It's one of them ones where on numbers you go, the ceiling probably isn't quite there, but as a young developing centre in the NRL who looked incredible incredible eye test-wise, yeah, he was good. And, I mean, when you have a look at him at the moment, you know, the Raiders have obviously won four games on the trot. It's been sensational. Five-round average of 70, three-round average of 91. They play Parramatta this week, who are fucking fiends for conceding super coach points. Manly... <clears throat> who looks pretty ordinary. Uh, South Sydney, that'll be a tough one. Then they got the Tigers and the Warriors. It's not a bad little spot to be, Matty Timmick. I know, I know yeah. we both weren't super keen on him last week, but fuck, I don't mind it all of a sudden. Yeah. That's it. Base as well. Bus tackles. I Again, I'm looking more at someone like AJ this week with that big 150-plus ceiling, but hard to knock. All right. The next guy we're going to touch on is a fellow that neither of us were overly keen on in the preseason, we thought he was elevated a little bit by attacking stats, uh, and I'm sort of happy to stand by that. Reese Robson, <coughs> he's averaging 60, so it hasn't been a train wreck, don't get me wrong, but people that thought he was going to push into the Harry Grant sort of category, uh, sorry, but he never was, and he's played 80 minutes mm. every single week as well. What do you got on Reese? Definitely a, a preseason win calling that one, because he said scored okay, but around those attacking stats, right, the people said, oh, you know, he'll keep getting him, he'll keep getting him. We're like, well, he won't because he scored, he scored something like six tries in eight weeks or something last year. But basing 49 per game, three-round average of 62, so finding a bit of form. The Cowboys obviously found a bit of form with that big win over the Roosters last weekend, so whether or not they can keep it up, time will tell. Yep. Get this, though. So he hasn't missed a minute this season. His only major attacking stats have been two tries, Two line breaks, a try assist, and one line break assist. When we say that he had way too many attacking stats last year, that is unders for him. Yes. Like, yep. there will be more attacking stats than that. 582k, break even 63, plays round 13. I'm really interested. And to Reese Robson's credit, the Cowboys have been going like <clears throat> a busted asshole the first 10 weeks. So, fingers crossed if 
if last weekend, I know it wasn't the prettiest, well, it was a good win, but it wasn't, you know, the Cowboys that we saw last year. If that can start to turn it around, he now does become a little bit interesting. Very much so. And, you know, hook a spot where no one stands out. Harry Grant hasn't been at his best, but he's still the number one hooker. But with origin period coming, I don't really want to carry Harry through that period because I think he'll play limited minutes at stages. Yep. If he gets any knocks in origin, he might not back up in games. So I'm pretty happy to sell Harry. I'll probably hold him till round 13. But it's sort of between, like, Damien Cook, who would have been an option. He's every chance to play origin. You got him in your side? Who, sorry? Cookie? Cook. Yeah. 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 Cook, there you go. So JMK is one. Marshall King, he'll be a great target. Reese Robson... I like him. The thing about Reese Robson is that if you hold, if you wait until round thirteen, he plays round fourteen too. But then he's got his buy. He's got to buy a few weeks <coughs> after that. So you'd have to. No, it's it's wonderful. So did a massive deep dive into the. I guess he plays fourteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Into the origin buy, sorry, the major buy period schedule. So fixtures thirteen rounds thirteen to twenty. Yep. So major buy between 13, 16, 19. Minor ones where three teams are on the buy being 14, 17, 20. And strength of schedule. So it's up on the SC Playbook website or will be in the next hour or so. And it goes through the best and worst teams. And the cows is wonderful because they have the buy in round 15. But it's a week where they're the only team on the buy. Yeah, so okay. it's like, sweet, you can cover him. So the Cowboys have one of the best origin period schedules. And you look at someone like Val Holmes... Because and Ruben Codd's the same. He will only play three games, I believe, between round thirteen and twenty. Those blokes, mm. Junior Balo. I mean, again, not over the original. Let's say Madison. Yeah. Let's say Madison does play Origin. Probably won't, but he'll obviously be in the conversation. If he were to play, Parramatta have an amazing schedule for non-Origin players because they play the three major buy rounds. But the ones who do play Origin, I think, I believe, play th- uh, three games in that. Between 13 and 20. So what if you were going Reese Robson, I'd be seriously considering getting on this week. Dragons, Tigers, Param. Yeah, you're going to go this week? No, I'd, I don't think I will, but I'm considering it. Yeah. I just, just want to see more from the cows and they still, they're still yes, wide yeah, on fair. in the forwards. So yeah. like if, if they had like Tam Lolo back this week and, you know, maybe one or two others, I'm like, sweet. They can only get better. I just... Like we say with hookers all the time, if they don't have the forward pack and the, and the go forward, there's not a lot you can do as number nine. So, Tell you what, yeah, I know it's our favourite saying, but there's a world where in four weeks' time at the end of round 14, we're looking back going, fuck, if you got on Reese Robson for round 11, you've killed it. Because mm. that's such good matchups. He plays 13, he features in 14 as well, which I think we'll talk about round 14 soon. That's going to be a ama- I know it's going to be, it's gonna be mm. a headache for me. It will be a headache for a lot. Yeah. I think, I think there's almost a fair argument 14 is going to be harder than 13. It could be, yeah. Because you've got to pick 17 there, not 13. Knights, Manly, Parra on the bye, who are three fairly super coach relevant sides. Oh, Phoenix Crossland. <laughs> oh, no, losing Phoenix. Phoenix, play 13, score me 30 points, and then... And I will pack your bags so, yeah, for yeah, you, my yeah. friend. Yeah. All right, uh, your next player, <laughs> Reese Robson, that was a nice one. Uh, oh, not a player, but a, l- a little collective here. What, what do you call a collection of eels? Uh, a murder? Murder. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. You had me for a second there. We'll, we'll find out what that is. I'll, I'll research that whilst you're talking about the Eels minutes rotation. Let's get inside the head of Brad Arthur for a couple of minutes. Oh, got shivers even thinking about getting inside the head of Brad Arthur and his bench rotations. Yeah, so the big chat last week was around 
obviously RCG, Campbell Gillard is out long term, but what sort of minutes would ha- would come of the Parramatta pack? Now, I do not believe there was any injuries or potentially there might have been a, a HIA or something that impacted, but pretty well should have got the exact minutes of players. We'll start start at the top. Wiramu Greg, probably one of the big losers, played only 28 minutes. So down on what he had been and what probably anyone who looked to bring him in were expecting. So puts a bit of a line through Greg as a buy. If you did buy him with Junior Barlow out, he'll still get decent game time come round 13 in particular. And, you know, if there are any injuries to the pack during the game, you might get inflated minutes. But definitely a loser. Sean Lane played his 80. Junior Barlow, 51. Handful of people own him, but I don't think he's overly irrelevant. Andrew Davey played 66 minutes. It was his first, I believe, NRL game of the season. He might have played one off the bench for the Doggies or something, yeah. but 66 minutes. He's a weapon, eh? That's why it was interesting because it seems like everyone loves him. Seems like a great clubman. He's a re- I've always been a massive fan of him as a player. Kept some really good players out of starting edge spots. Well, Sean Lane couldn't get in the team two and a <coughs> half years ago because of Andrew Davey. Yeah, and then I know it sort of doesn't look as incredible now but he was keeping Josh Schuster out as well yep. last year. Wet. prior to that Schuster was playing good footy when Schuster was the hot property so Davies 431k break even 43 obviously because he played two games for the Dogs both off the bench in limited minutes so look I do think there's too much to go around there at Parramatta but just one to keep an eye on Jermaine Hopgood 58 minutes <laughs> talk to me happy days yeah simple as that I'll take it Enough to warrant, when we look at round 14 and Parramatta being on the buy and knowing that we can't overcompensate and overstack on them, is Hopgood someone you'd buy on 58 minutes? Um, you know what? The other thing that, in, well, the thing that interests <coughs> me this weekend, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a little bit more control without Mitchie Moses there to yeah, fair. play in that link man sort of role. Whether that helps you super coach, yeah, not I'm not sure. But, but um, I, I honestly, I haven't even thought about this because I've been holding him the entire time, but... I would consider buying him. I, I also think that similar to, I forgot who we were talking about before, when you said, oh, the coach, of, oh, with the Warriors, mm. if there's an injury, somewhere the coach says, hey, you're playing 80. He goes. He's that guy. For sure. He's that guy that straight away, you go, Jermaine, just fucking Give do your 80. thing for an extra 20. So, and, and if he is given that, I feel like Jermaine's the sort of guy that if you said to him, I need you to play an extra 20, he'd go, yeah, I'm going to give you the best fucking 20 yeah. you've seen. So, I, I don't mind buying him. Obviously, I'm probably a little bit biased. I'm a bit Look of a low-key fan. Look at you, proud dad. Yeah. Surely 20. That's 20 you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't mind buying him. Uh, I still like him as a buyer. Yeah. So, there... <sighs> Maddo's an interesting one. He played 52 minutes. That's like... It's not... Like, if you're an owner, you have to be concerned with it. But he still belted out 78 or something. So he clearly goes... 62 in base yeah. in 52 minutes. So he clearly goes, all right, I'm limited time. I'm giving more. And we say that all the time. Players, minutes drop, PPM goes up. Yeah. <coughs> How do you feel as an owner? Yeah, for fine. <coughs> uh, I just think Maddo is just one... Of, he's just a super coach freak. Mm. He just... If, if you give him limited minutes, he will do more work in that time. I... Yeah, as I said, I wasn't concerned in the slightest last week when he was named on the bench. Said that last week. I stick with it. Um, I just think Maddo is just a freak. And you know what? Sometimes sometimes what Maddo does doesn't make sense. Mm. Sometimes I can't explain how the fuck he does it. But he's just... It's been two or three years now where he just does it week in, week out. So 
So I'm happy with it. Origin? I reckon he's a sniff. I've I've got no male, no nothing whatsoever, but I've <coughs> I've got the impression over the last few years that Freddie potentially isn't the biggest Ryan Madison fan in the world. Mm. And from the very little I know of Freddie outside of stalking him for the last 25 years, <laughs> I would say that Freddie wouldn't have loved the fact that he didn't play those first few games this year. And I don't know, is that one of those things you go, that's not what Origin's about? Yeah, I, I thought the exact same. And it's on ability, he's there, especially said the, the Blues are a, no, Jake Jaboyevich in major doubt for Origin, RCG gone, there are question marks everywhere. The fact that he can play middle and edge so easily, you'd think he'd pick himself, but you just go, I'm with you. Freddie doesn't seem to love him. But there are things in his favour. You've got those middle forwards out. Angus Crichton was in the team last year. Are you going to pick out Angus Crichton off the back of two games as a starting edge? Yeah. Or do you go with Maddo, who is, you know, fit at the moment, can show <laughs> us he can play 80, can show us he can play 60 and do 80 minutes worth of work in yeah. there? I just, yeah. Yeah, I, so, want, I, want, I just wonder if Maddo's made his bed to some extent. Yeah. Put it this way, I, I won't be buying before round 13 because there's enough yes. of a question mark there. But especially with the reduced minutes, I'm like, you know what, I'm happy not having him. And then if he comes round 13, not pick for origin, sweet. The other thing I worry about with Maddo is that he could be the perfect 18th man. If you're desperate, you can play him at centre. You can play him in the back row. True. You can play him in the middle. If you're really desperate... I know they've got other options, but you could even play Maddo in the halves. He's got, he grew up as he a 5'8". So yeah. he's one of the better defenders in the competition. He's fit as a fiddle. So that's just what worries me about Maddo. I think what you just said then is exactly spot on. If you're going to buy Maddo, if you don't have him now, if you're going to buy him, wait till round 13. Yeah. And wait until you know who the 18th man's going to be, exactly. et cetera, et cetera. Um, all right. Now, by the way, uh, for those that are playing at home that are frantically Google searching, a collection of eels is called a fry. <laughs> fry of eels. There you go. I will, if you can spell fry correctly, I will captain Tyrell Sloan this weekend. F R A I Y. Idiot. F R Y E. And I wouldn't have captained him anyway. <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, your <laughs> next. Oh, is this my whole draft team? Corey Horsburgh. Big red. Mm. Killing it. I love this fucker. Yes. Uh, Corey Horsburgh, what were my stats around Corey Horsburgh? Firstly, he was one that I was definitely keen on last week, but a big part of buying him obviously was going to be averaging 71 minutes across the last three weeks, down to 62 minutes, I believe it was, <laughs> on the weekend. Which yeah, 63. Yep. 63. Hardly panic stations, but mm. in terms of when we're considering him as a buy, the big one for Corey was... He's offloading. Yeah. And it was the fact that he'd had something like one offload. So he offloaded four times last week. Yeah. Disregarding that, he'd only had two offloads since round two. Mm. Four for the season. On the weekend, when people go, all right, free the arm core, you obviously worked for you the week before, he had one offload. And it was the most perfect track for offloading I think yeah. I've ever seen. So, all of a sudden he comes back. As it stands, the four offloads was an anomaly for the season. We know he can do it, but it's looked like, we've said all season, the Raiders, look, they do get given directions at time. We don't want you offloading from Ricky Stewart. So now, whether he goes back to that sort of 60 to 65 minutes is a norm, hardly bad. Still a great buy if you got him, but... As someone who did miss out on him, 
I'm now like I'm not too concerned. Yeah, you're not too concerned. I, I'm happy to have him in my side, uh, but I think if you if you did miss out on him, don't panic about nah, it. Don't at panic all. at all. St- you know, break even of uh, 22 this week, so he's got a little <laughs> bit of cash to make. He will play round 13, um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not too. I, I, I don't think this is a win or a loss either way. Yeah, I think it just he's a good player. It is if you got him, sweet. And it seems to be like that with every front row, doesn't it? Like yeah, we keep saying it. None of them hurt you. No, none of them really hurt you. But none of them really... Like, either way. So, I mentioned the SC Paper podcast last night. One of my... Probably my most logistical trade last night... <coughs> sorry, last week... Was I'm like, oh, I could go... Welch to Horsburgh... And then cash in Utakamanu for mm. Wherimi Greg. Yeah. I'm like, they look like pretty good trades. Then just dawned on me, I'm like... Two front row trades this week that are probably going to do the same shit. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Um, Yeah, I think it will be interesting. I don't think that Corey Horsburgh will play Origin. I think he's playing well enough to get there. Mm. But I just think that there is... Mate, there's so many other Queensland forwards. that are One, that are playing well and two, that have played previously and done a job previously that I I just think Corey is going to be too far. If he'd done this for the last eight weeks instead of the last three... Maybe a different conversation, but I, I don't think Corey will be there personally. Um, all right, your next player. Another one in my draft team. <laughs> oh, stop it. Billy Smith, uh, one of the most talented guys. One of the most talented young centers in the game. Injury has just mm. ruined him consistently. Got his opportunity on the weekend. 45 in base, I saw. Yeah. pretty, And just the eye test, he looked tremendous. And I think he was doing what the Roosters aren't doing enough at the moment. Just going forward. Yeah. Not getting too fancy. So, mate, just a quick one because you've touched on it, but 45 in base, 22 tackles, 15 runs, had a line break, and an offload, 10 tackle breaks. That's the big one. And he was just bumping off people too. He was just, yeah. And I mean, even that line break he made, like he was he, – he got an offload away off that that was knocked on. So, if yeah. it was caught – it could have been a try assist. It could, you know. So there was more stats there for Billy. Interestingly, I, I did own him last year to start the season. He was no good. Remember, we were just sitting there like waiting for it, and it just didn't happen. So he played seven games, yep. two of them being fifty-four minutes and thirty-one minutes injury-related. But you know, averaged sixty-nine minutes in those games. He averaged thirty-one points in that time. Yeah, it should be noted last year that one of those games he played 50 minutes, one of those games he played 30 minutes. Uh, but even the games where he played 80, they weren't fantastic. Top score 46. Yeah. So his base was decent in those games, to be fair. Not not the 45 we saw on the weekend. And I, I will guarantee you right now, 45 will be the anomaly. you got to remember yeah. that game was in the piss. Like it was hailing at the start of that game. It was very tight footy. Um, the Roosters really didn't have too much either. So he, he got a lot of ball there. I think he will average about the 32 to 37 in base on a normal yeah. wing. Yeah. I, I think he's got something to prove at the moment, so I think he'll be hungry. But 45 is overs for sure. Yeah, so injury... You just obviously don't go early on him. Simple as that. We know he's got the injury history. Yep. Roosters don't play 13, so... Let's just reassess him next week. Yeah, for sure. And when we say he's got an injury history, he arguably has the worst injury history over the rest of them. Uh, And something on the Tigers, mate. What do you got for us? Mate, you will love this. We had a chat about it on the podcast last night. And apologies, I'm trying to find uh, 
Harry? I think it was Harry who sent it through. The Tigers have conceded one supercoach ton this season. Yeah. I think I got a message about this last night. Did you, got, did you say it on your potty? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that explains it. Yeah. How Wild. mad is that? Yeah. And, yeah, you know, to the Tigers' credit, and I, I don't have the numbers directly in front of me right now, but to the Tigers' credit, I mean, they've looked fucking awful, but they haven't got done in all that many no. landslide losses. Like, it feels like they're getting played off the fucking park every single week. And I think, you know, a lot of those get, like, they lost to the Titans. Titans scored 22. Knights scored 14. Doggy scored 26. Melbourne scored 24. Broncos, to their credit, scored 46. Parramatta, 28. Manly, 22. Penrith, 8. St. George, like... There's one team that scored over 26 points against them. Yeah, look, Reese Walsh put 99 on them. So that was round five. I'm, I'm just so curious. Like, that's a crazy start. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see that Broncos game where they put 46 on them. Must have been a ton. So, like, I, I, I'd imagine there'd be who, a lot. Who is the only ton? Do we know who it is? Off yeah, the I'm diet? sure someone said who it was. Um, might be the Parramatta game round six. You know what? I think it was Mitch Moses. Yeah, okay. So, let me have a look. Mitch Moses put 102 on them. <laughs> 102. Mm. So, he, he was a misconversion away from yeah. the Tigers not conceding 100. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, so, when the Broncos beat them 46-12, Reese Walsh 99, Haas 95, but then it's down to like 79, 74, 68. That is mad. Crazy. So... Yeah, we'll get to captains later, but it's just, yeah, worth noting. Worth noting, for sure. Over the next 12 months, an estimated 60% of all fixed-rate mortgages are going to expire. Absolute madness. I've had a chat with Pat and George about this in detail. They've told me that a lot of their clients still have a rate with a one or two in front of it. The average rate is now 5%. So what does this mean? Basically, that for a lot of people, their mortgage repayments are about to increase on average by an extra 737 bucks a month. That's a lot of extra money to have to find in your budget. If you haven't had a look at when your fixed rate expires or if you're worried about when it does, give the experts Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW a call so they can get you on the best rate possible and keep more money in your pockets to put less stress on your finances. You'll save yourself $129 on a free consult because you're an SC Playbook listener. So mention SC Playbook when you get in contact. To do so, flick them a message on Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice or give them a buzz on 029521. One six one one. All right, uh, sit v starts this weekend, mate. You want to go through yours first? Yeah. So I've I've got one trade locked in. We get to in a second, but the other one's up in the air a little bit still, and that's no surprise around Dream Buller. But as it stands, my bench will be Hopgood, Cleary. Uh, you bench and Cleary this week, mate. Sold him last week. Oh, did you? <laughs> Shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who for? Everything's fine. <laughs> Who for? Um, what did I do here? I, oh, for Dill Brown. Oh, so it wasn't Moses. Yeah, it wasn't Moses. Four. And by the way, yeah, shout out to those that did do Mitch Moses. If you, yeah, what a nightmare. We're here for you. We're, we're here for you, but we, we warned you. Yeah. Um, that, so, that's I mean, who Mitch Moses is. People have sold Cleary twice this season, two key rounds, and I think he's gone big tons both times. Of course he has. Yeah. Typical Cleary. Uh, so, yeah, Bench, Teddy, Cleary, Hopgood, and, say, Ruben Garrick. So, sitting, team sort of just sitting at the point where I've got about 17 to 18 guns. 
So I haven't had any major sort of sit-start decisions. Be sitting Alamotti. No, sorry, Alamotti's going to go. I'll be sitting Croker, probably Taruva at centre, CT-Dub. Crossland, Schuster, Peachy, Pele, Udakamanu, Sonny Luke. So no surprise there. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think on my bench this week, I'm going to have Maddo and Hosking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm sort of, I'll probably have great, um, I think I'm having two um, CTWs on my reserves Ooh, as well. two of them. Uh, I'm thinking about having Greg Marsu going up against his former club. Absolutely. Like and my other one is, uh, I think in Jared Croker again, I might back him in. Like what he's doing at the moment. Against Parramatta, goal kicking. I just think without Moses, I think Canberra will compete with him. Yeah. We've uh, we've just had the Brown Power Ranger walk in too, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, come over, t- tell us about your team. Of course, Matty the Waterboy, you might remember him from the floor of the Caxton this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> What's been going on? How's the Hello. kit? Hello, yeah, it's um, it's getting a bit cold, so this is only, the only winter gear that I have <laughs> and own, so, yeah. Hey, Matt, Matty was a uh, focal point of the potty last night. Of course he, he was, People yeah. are calling for your head still. <laughs> My mother's been calling for my head for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> Saw your origin team today, Hudson Young. Yeah. Starting. I don't mind it. Your shout. I like it. You convinced me on the weekend, to be fair. Did I? Yeah. I don't remember. I know you don't. <laughs> Did he also convince you that no one can beat the Bunnies? <laughs> Latrell Mitchell is Clive Churchill. <laughs> How, how'd your team go this weekend? Uh, I got 1160, so not great, not bad. Um, Probably beat Guru. Ca- Captain Nico. We didn't ask. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Nico, but everyone. Everyone's everyone Captain Nico, so... Yeah, not too bad. Tracking, tracking nicely. Um, yes, there was an obvious one I was going to do. Because Alex listen Johnston. To, to li- <laughs> was it? No, no, no. Um, fuck, who was it? Buller? Tigers no. I'll get back to you. This will almost definitely not be obvious, by the way. <laughs> I know that. Nah, Timmy, Timmy and... Timmy said it last night. Are you bringing Aaron Schott back into your team? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. Always a pleasure. Never a chore with the water boy. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, my sit starts. I think I'm going Ryan Madison, Zach Hosking, uh, Marcio, Jared Croker is how I will run, uh, which means I'll be leaving out Taruva. I just can't do it with Taruva. I'm so sick of hoping that it comes. Yeah. It just doesn't. Tyron Peachy doesn't pass the fucking ball. Yeah. I, I'm done. It, um, it was funny. Last week, again, another deliberation was Taruva or Peachy, Taruva or Peachy. Kept me up at night, 47 and 50. So, yeah. yeah. Fuck it. Uh, Bullard. He, d- he did get his base way back up last week because he'd had a stretch of games basing under 30, up to 39 last week. So good sign. Yeah. Uh, Buller, I'm obviously trading him in for the modern day Graham Langlands, old Tyrell Sloan. Can't find a spot for him this week, so I'm letting him go. Buller comes in. I'm not going to play him. I'm also benching Phoenix Crossland, just holding him for 13. Uh, and then Frank the Tank, Pele and Sonny Luke, my two other nightmares that I won't be playing this week. So. The, sit, the sit v starts is an interesting one. It's, it's everything early on in the season because you've got a bunch of cheapies there, particularly CT Dub, where you're, who do I go, who do I go? Getting to a period now where our 17s, in particular our CT Dubs, are, are quite tight, and you're yeah. like, but you've only got 17 or 18 guns, generally speaking. So it pretty well picks itself, give or take, you know, a couple of bye weeks. But as we go on, you know, give it another month, and all of a sudden we've got... 20 guns, it becomes really interesting again. Yeah. All right, let's... You sweet there? We're diving into our questions. Okay, questions from you guys. The first one comes from Matty Challenger, says Torhu Harris or Jack DeBellin. Um, 
so many pros and cons for both of these guys. I genuinely think DeBellin's a good chance to play Origin this year. Toy Harris, obviously unlikely to play Origin this year, being a Kiwi. Uh, so that's one big advantage for Toy. Freddie's done stranger things. He has done stranger things. Uh, Toy Harris, though... I'm just so worried about him getting injured again. We said it at the start, and it's a compliment to Tor, who is a fantastic footy player. He is too tough for his own fucking good, uh, and the Warriors need him to be too tough for his own good. Mm. That's what worries me. But if you if you bring in Jack DeBell and he plays Origin the next few weeks, what a kick in the dick that'd be. I don't really get it either with Torhu in that horrific injury history. Thankfully, the last few years... Haven't been sort of major ones. Like he's played the last two years, 15. Last four years, 15 games, 15 games, 20 games, 13 games. Seven this year and he's been missed two stints with injuries. But, all right, great buy. Dual second row forward, front row forward. Playing 80 minutes most weeks. 96 last week against Penrith. Got a stack of tries in him this year. Like his ball playing is so good. Him and AFB, that combo is unreal. But Warriors got the buy in round 12. His break even's 48. Just wait till round 13. Yep. Like, I can absolutely see myself buying him, but there's no need to go. I don't see why you'd go before round 13. Like, he's not going to burn you by not buying him if you miss out this week. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. And Debs, that try assist he got. Bullshit. <laughs> for Sullivan. Bullshit. They didn't give it initially, and then they updated, updated him to 91. I was like, you're kidding. They gave him that. But. Um, uh, yeah. But in saying that, without that, still he still scores got well. 71. Yeah. So. yeah, he's a – you got him a couple of weeks ago. Hey, he's a rock-solid yeah. trading, but, again, probably – what's he – break him would be relatively low, wouldn't it? I also just think Jack DeBellin, if you don't have him, I don't think he's going to hurt you. That's my all. logic. I'm yes. like, yep. I don't really want to burn trades to get Jack DeBellin into my team. We've just had breaking news too. Uh, Matty the Waterboy, he will be trading in Ruben Garrick for one of his – CTWs and he's going to be trading out forward, but he hasn't let me. Who are you trading him out for, dickhead? Uh, dickhead, fucking dickhead. <laughs> fucking useless. Yeah. Thanks for joining us once again, mate. Always appreciated. Unreal to have you around. Um, so, I mean, to answer old mate's question, Maddie's, Maddie of the Challenger variety. We've got a few Maddies now. We've got a Maddie Bucks, and we've also got a mate named Maddie. Well, I do, you don't, but uh, yeah, I, I get my Maddies confused all of a sudden. Uh, if I was picking Torhu or JDB this week, and yeah, that's you said on that, I'd go Torhu. Yeah. All right, this one comes from Grantos27. What's the Potty Gang's three round rolling average after Magic Round? So I put up some Supercoach scores the other day uh, after a Friday oh. night performance, how we're going. Maddie was leading the charge. I think Maddie would probably still be averaging. Around the hundred mark, he's Nico Hines like. Now I gave, I you, you scored eight super coach points on Friday. <laughs> I can confirm uh, that there was an early HIA in that. So you, I, th- I think you were owed about a hundred. You there, did well. To there, there are some uh, some very controversial, uh, very subjective scoring where I mm. I wasn't given a few major stats that would have seen my score bolster up, but. Look, the, the, those are Supercoach headquarters that do this scoring. They they do tend to miss a couple. Uh, Matty jagged a few, let's call it, Jack DeBellin try assists, and I I was not given them. Well, when the Supercoach scorers were making the scores, I was lying in bed and Matty was still asleep. You were next to me fucking dribbling, and I was like, can this fucker just shut up? So I gave you an eight for that. Uh, I think Tom and Eddie scored pretty well night one. Eddie definitely scored higher night two. I don't Eddie... think I saw Tom night two, actually. No, Tom, he, I reckon he was a no-show. He, might, he was yeah. a no-show, was he? Eddie was flying the flag there. Eddie, 
Eddie got the 3-2-1 Saturday night. Yeah. You'd probably... Oh, jeez, Matty wasn't far behind. He did well. <laughs> Matty was definitely the MVP of the weekend. And Jarrell, as always, he's the Torhu Harrison yeah. of the team. He just he just shows up every single week and plays hurt. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a fun weekend. Plenty of Supercoach points scored. I, I, I didn't even get a reserve for the whole weekend. I was left on the extended. <laughs> just where I want to be. I couldn't believe your score didn't pop up. <laughs> All right. Tyrone94. Time to trade out Val Holmes with Origin approaching. Is it is it this week the time I'm sort of after a Cowboys get a W on the weekend? I'm, I'm happy to wait until he's not going to be there. What are your thoughts? Not a chance this week. They've got... So he was one that I tinkered with the idea last week just with the Roosters matchup. I was like, looked ahead to it. He scored well all season without going big, just very consistent. Dragons this week in Townsville. Coming off win against the Roosters and then Tigers at Leichhardt the week after. Uh, yeah. I know we had the stats around the Tigers. It does mean people aren't scoring well against them. They're just not going big. But those two games, then selling round 13. Yeah. And I think also with the Tigers at Leichhardt, you always think Leichhardt over. Oh, what a tough game. They consistently suck there over the last yeah. few years. It's unbelievable. For a long time. <laughs> For a long time. And yeah. I do recall only a year or two ago, I think the Cowboys went down to Leichhardt and absolutely gave it to them. Down, the Cowboys went down there. So, uh, all right, this one comes from Ron Jeremy. I assume the real Ron Jeremy, oh, the one and only Jack, Ron Jack, Jeremy. Jack and Thurston will be out there for that game. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, fuck, isn't that one of the great yeah. scenes? That's unreal. Um, is Val Meninga a buy this week? Obviously talking about uh, Tafare for the Dolphins on debut last week. Had a couple of um, defensive issues there, but I think we always knew that was going to be the reality with Tafare. Mm. It's what he brings you in attack. Has a buy this week. So I think if you bring him in this week, you're playing with fire because you're not going to know if he's going to be in the team the next time. I think he will be, but I don't know. It's just, I, th- I think you're asking for this to blow up in your face when you don't have to make the call until round 13. Yeah. So I, I think it's a simple one. No. Firstly, he replaced Brenko Lee, who Bennett loves. Yeah. Brenko Lee, and has done a solid job all season. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's done a, yeah, yeah, he's he's done all right. He's done all right. Yeah. So by this week, as you said, can play round twelve, and then if he gets named round thirteen to play, nothing goes wrong. All happy days. Get him in. Yeah. Like I understand. I don't know. I don't. I don't really understand it. I know people are trying to free up cash to go elsewhere and and make their upgrade elsewhere in the second trade, but I just I think you said it well. You're playing with fire. And I think as well as supercoach players, sometimes you get caught up in being the early guy to the move mm. when it doesn't matter. Like, like me, for example, I, I went Jack DeBellin a few weeks ago as a pod, right? Now everyone's buying him. I'm going, how good's that? I haven't gained fucking anything. Yeah. I've gained nothing out of doing it, yeah? Apart apart from a little fuzzy yeah. feeling inside me. <laughs> Just wait on Tafari. It doesn't... Yeah, like, it, like, like, like slight ego boost, but... Slight little ego, but it does nothing for you score-wise, yeah. which is what matters. And if Tafari doesn't, you know, he's got to buy this week, if he comes out the weekend after he gets injured or something... You're completely fucked. And on that logic of going early on them, sweet, if you go early on a good player and they score, they turn up, all right, cool, that's a win. He's on the buy. Yes, exactly right. The, the buy just makes it. If he was playing this weekend, I still wouldn't trade him yeah. in. If you trade him in this weekend when he's got a fucking buy yeah. and you don't know if he's going to even play the week after, oh. I think you're batshit crazy. Yeah. Um, oh, here's a good one from Tom Raffalo. Trade or hold Cam Murray. Got the origin period approaching. Oh. I think Cam Murray has scored 
sub 55 the last four weeks in a row. I think Timmy's about to enlighten us with some stats. How's he been going? Yeah, like he's playing awesome footy because I don't think he's ever played a bad game of footy, but Supercoach Ross, he's getting the minutes. Like he's averaging 69 minutes per game, only 53 on the weekend against the Storm, but 43 point, three under average of 43. Scores just aren't coming for him. He, very few attacking stats, like Cam Murray, who loves a try, loves a try assist, hasn't had either of those in the last four weeks. 567k break, even 92. Tigers, Eels, and then bye. Hasn't gone above 50 in a month. No. He's played less than 60 minutes once. Yeah. Wow. I, at his price now, I think he's too cheap to sell. To be fair, he had a Simbin in one of those. Yeah. But. Still played 54 minutes in that game. Yeah. No, still played 70 minutes in that Look, game, sorry. Now that he's 567K, I'd be holding tight. I would get him... He's a sell before Origin just because he's not doing a job, basically. But he'll play big minutes in Origin. The bunnies are flying, so they don't... They won't be forced to back him up or back him up big minutes through that period. So I think I'd just hold to around 13, then flip him then. Look, if you're really happy with your team and someone needs to go, sweet, you can flip him. But uh, I know stats wouldn't suggest it, but he could easily go ton-ton the next two weeks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I also think that he's, he's, his value is almost too low at the moment to yeah. sell. I would just... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel sorry for you. I kind of feel sorry for you if you're in that boat. Um, now, this is a good question that I got that I thought I would just throw in there as a non-supercoach question to break the show up a little bit. It comes from I am Tim Gilmore. No, I am Tim Gore. Uh, thoughts on waterbeds? <laughs> I think they are exclusive to Airbnbs now. And pornos. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Big fan. Yeah? Yeah. Big fan for like a weekend. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Short, sharp, enjoy the ride, wake up without a spine, and then you couldn't do it long term. I feel like Aladdin when I'm on one. Yeah. I, Great yeah. question. We wouldn't mind a couple of curly ones every week to break the show yeah. up with something just a life question, but yeah. I'll tell you one big benefit of it, and I know there's these unreal inventions called electric blankets, <clears> but... They're so warm, like <coughs> there's the radiating warmth. It's mm. something else. Yep, yeah, first shout for me, exclusive Airbnbs, and they're a weekend novelty. They're not a lifetime. It's almost um, like buying Jason Saab for three weeks over a small Origin period where he's got a good schedule. <laughs> Just have fun on the wild ride while it lasts, but don't. Don't lock in long term. Buy yourself a real Ruben Garrick when you can. <laughs> uh, okay, from Casey Dyke. Sloan, hold or cut ties. Guru, you're on the same leaky boat. Help us. Go on. Go. God. <laughs> He's got to go. He's got a triple figure break even. Two scores, like 20 and 18 or something. I just, I don't think, I mean, I, I understand the temptation to hold him and play him for round 13. Jones have a great schedule, but if he goes 18 again and 18 again, if he'd been void of attacking stats and supercoach scores in recent weeks, but he'd look good, I'd be like, you know what, maybe you can hold it and just have that extra number for 13 with a high ceiling. But unfortunately, I just don't think he's looked good in actual NRL. We don't know what's happening at that club at the moment, so I'd, I'd, I'd be selling. I'm sorry to all of you out there. <laughs> <laughs> Question from Matthew Macedo. Is Bull or a buy? I'll let... Uh, 
Guru, as I said, still recovering from the weekend. <coughs> now, Buller is such an intriguing one for me, and it is, it's tearing me apart this week. And we'll tie in Reese Walsh to this Guru, and one of the rare occasions where I'm keen to get your thoughts on something, but... Buller, 282k, negative 32 break even, looks unreal. However, he doesn't <coughs> play round 13. The Tigers play round 16. So I think if you're buying, you probably have to hold him through to round 16 for that buy. In which case, one of your two key fullback slots where I know there are question marks around a lot of the gun fullbacks at the moment, but... That's a lot of time having a cheapy foot fullback from, I know they're two on the trot, sorry to be harsh, but from the Tigers, that, for example, it's not being harsh because you're not even playing him in your 17 this week. I, I'm very tempted to buy him because I think he's a gun. He will make good money. What I will do if I do buy him is potentially buy him for two weeks, get the price rises, and then flip him in round 13. So... And if he does kill it, just hold through to round 16. What do you reckon? Yeah, mate, I think I am going to trade Buller in this week. I don't think he'll be a guy that I play, uh, but I just need to get out of this Tyrell Sloan fucking shit fight. So I am so glad he has presented himself. Sometimes you've got to fall on your sword and own when you got it wrong, and Tyrell Sloan is definitely one of them. So he's my little escape route out of there. Uh, I'm not sure how long I'll hold him for, really, so I just want to grab some cash there to make up for Sloan, and then I'll be moving him on straight away. Mm. Yeah, I'm really on the fence because so because I've been good with trades, I've saved them pretty well, especially after last weekend. So I feel like I'm in a position where I can get him for two weeks and then flip him to Gutho or whoever it might be. Yeah. With the not missing out, because then if he does go nuts, I've got him there and I'll just hold him until round 16. But yeah, look, I think he's far from a must-have, but I'm pretty torn. I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I'll say this as well. Obviously, he plays South Sydney this week, who really tough matchup there at $5.80. They have shown up against South Sydney every time over the last they few years. They love a Bunnies matchup. Yep. So, coming off two, two on the trot, with John Bateman come back in, I think they'll be up for this one. All right. Uh, first things, just quickly with Buller. He's certainly a good buyer, so if you're keen on him, don't let us deter you. Yeah. Mm. I agree. All right. Captains this week. Obviously, we all went Nico last, or the vast majority of us went Nico. Um... If you didn't go Nico, I'm willing to say it was a good call, but you're a shit supercoacher. <laughs> you were right, but you were wrong. You were heaps right. You were also wrong, though. Yeah. So, well, well, well done to you. Yeah. But uh, Nico this week, obviously taking on the Manly Seagulls. It's at Brookvale, which, you know, history tells us a game going to Brookvale, never a good idea. Mm. But I don't know. Manly, I didn't get to watch a stack of football very closely on the weekend. Mm. The stuff that I did watch, Manly looked dreadful. We brought it up a couple of times across last week, but I think people underestimate the value of... It's all Tommy Turbo this, Tommy Turbo that, Jake Chaboyevich to that team. Yeah. 45 to 50 tackles through the guts without a miss just about every single week <laughs> in a forward pack that is solid, but it's not the best. Tyler Sipley was out too, who had a good couple of games. So I just think through the middle that, gee, they miss Jake Chaboyevich, and oh, I'm with you, mate. I'm, I think I'm leaning towards Nico. And you know the, the best thing about it? Because it is a brookie and because he's coming off a 40, a couple of red flags, people probably, enough people probably jump off. Yeah. There's not a lot of great options this week. I, I think if you still have Nath Cleary, I think he'll do well against the Roosters mm. in this game. I'm not overly impressed by the Roosters at the moment. Penrith back at home. I like Nath there. He's obviously going to be goal kicking, which helps. Um, 
you know, realistically, in that game on the weekend, he didn't do a stack, scored 120. Mm. We know he's got heaps better fucking games in him. I think he'll be up for that Roosters one. But if you go Nath, you obviously can't go Nico, yeah. which is just the great double-edged sword I, of I, all time. Yeah. And look, I think the Roosters' defence is solid enough. I know Dragons put 30 on him on hands that day, but I think it's their attackers. I think they've got the second worst attack in the competition. Yeah. Wow. So I, I'm more concerned about that. I, despite the Tigers' stat before, if I own Latrell, I'd be going Latrell. Yeah, okay. Not as confident? No, I just, I just got a feeling the Tigers will be up for this one. But, I mean, the, the, the Bunnies could win this one 16-14. Latrell could still score 100. Yeah, exactly. So, I understand where you come from. It's probably one I haven't given much thought to because I don't have him. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, the, the only other one that I would consider, I wouldn't do it, but I, it's popped into my head. Couldn't Gutherson's goal king this weekend? Potentially, if you've got him waiting for round 13. He scored really well the last mm. few weeks. Had a sim in last week with a 67-yard goal kicking to it. But I really like the way Canberra's playing at the moment. In saying that, you know, they still conceded 30 points to the Doggies last week. So, but down there in Canberra, yeah, uh, I don't know. And I do wonder if without uh, without Mitch Moses, whether Gutho does take a little bit more control as well, gets more ball on the, on the footy. But big chance. Yeah, I, I think it has to be Nico, though. I think so, too. I think it has to be Nico. Um, the last time Nico played the last game of the week, I told you well he wasn't going to play, and he did. So <laughs> didn't score that well anyway. So it's irrelevant. Imagine if there was an injury cloud under Nico at the mo- over Nico at the moment. <laughs> oh. Should we start a vicious rumor? I love oh. getting bullied. It'd be unreal. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my tra- trades this week in the moment. I'm going Sloan to Buller. I think I'm going to captain Nico Hines this week. Might have a little VC on. I don't know who at the moment. What, what, what trades are you leaning towards at the moment? Alamotti to Alex Johnston will be one. Okay, yeah. It will potentially become Tarub to, to Johnston if I need the extra 50k there, but I really want, I'd much for hold Tarub than Alamotti. So th- that'll be one, and then I just need to find, I think it's about 150k to make that happen. So I think I was just shy of being able to go, and look, this one doesn't kill me, but Harry Grant to Reese Robson, it wasn't quite going to make me enough. So. Maybe Reese Walsh to Buller. One last question. I don't have a name here, but obviously Matty the Waterboy mentioned that he's going to do it. Ruben Garrick, here by this week. The I price think so, is Yeah, he's, now on, he's, he's on, on the wing. wing plays yeah. thirteen. Scored eighty three last week, and man, they got belted off the park. He's bottomed out following that concussion he had a few weeks ago, I, and and the dud game he had at centre, Supercoach wise. I. Hard to knock his the other thing I like as well is that he played centre when there was a heap of injuries. You've got Brad Parker back, you've got Kohler back, and Morgan Harper's in the reserves as yeah, well. Yeah. So, so I, I think the centre experiment, done and dusted. Yeah. Plays 13, etc. Really, really like the buy. All right, mate. Are we done? All sorted, mate. Remember, guys, Blue Wealth Property. They've got an event tonight in the St. George area, the mighty Red V region. Uh, I believe there will be a webinar for that one. But reach out at Blue Wealth Property this afternoon and find out. Kicks out off at 6.30, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. You have to be quick on that one. 16th of May, coming to you from Briz Vegas. Wealth through property. That'll be in East Brisbane, 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. If you'd like to join the team at Blue Wealth Property, go and have a look at the link in our description. And finally, in Queensland, again, on the Gold Coast on the 17th of May, Wealth through property once again, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. from Southport, home of the mighty Southport Tigers. That was what's-his-name's team, wasn't it? Uh, Israel Folau, T-Rex, your team. Yeah, well, those, I, I was a, uh, I was just always a South Logan man because they were the Raiders feeder club for many a year in the early days. Were. So the, the Maggies. Yeah, which part of England is South Logan in? 
Yorkshire. 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 Yeah, nice. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us once again on Beers and Break Evans. Make sure you go check out, uh, I was about to say the Blue Wealth Property Podcast, the Supercoach Playbook podcast from last night. What did you guys cover? Uh, everything and everything, but, mate, uh, buy period, major buy period planning around Origin was the big one. So strength of schedules, the teams to target and avoid over that period. And as I said, there'll be the article going up at scplaybook.com.au after that. And also SC Playbook YouTube. Jump on and follow it. Yep. You put the... Uh, the full subscribe to subscribe it. Subscribe to it. That's the one. Yeah. Like a noob. So the full beers and break even show goes up on Guru Channel. Yep. Snippet of it goes on to SC Playbook One with the SC Playbook show and clips from beers and break even. Uh, sorry, bloke in the bar and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, give us a, a subscription. Fantastic, mate. And uh, <laughs> thank you guys for joining us once again. We will see you on next Wednesday, 3 p.m., same time, same place. You, you really had to think about that after recording every Wednesday for the last two years. Biggish weekend. <laughs> Biggish. I can't wait to come in fresh next week. It's going to be fucking fantastic. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for joining us. Once again, make sure you go and grab yourself a case of Bloke in a Bar. We saw how fantastic the community was on the weekend. We said it on Monday, but... Eight weeks, probably met a thousand blokes. I'm yet to meet a dickhead yeah. out of all of them. So it's a good run. Considering I sit next to one every day, yeah. to not meet another one has been fucking fantastic. It's a Fafita-esque run. Fafita-esque. No bad yeah. weeks. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.